As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's that time again. That's right. Uh, Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You could email us. Hope you do. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source of Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans of USC with us. And Art, okay. Uh, I'm going to take credit for this. Uh, When uh, the NFL put up the sham negotiation, as far as Watson was concerned, I said eight to 10 games, ended up 11 games. But in my opinion... We had it right together, Fred, because I said 12. So we we figured it out pretty good. But, you know, the key to that whole thing is the $5 million fine. He has actually spent a lot of money. But, you know, if your five-year contract is $230 million and you get fined $5 million and you get fined for not playing the games, so it ends up you're only making $223 million, that's not bad. Yeah, but you also have to realize that he had to pay off 25 other people. <laughs> now, let's, let's be straight here. Um, you know, I know Rusty Harden's a great lawyer, but... If, if I'm representing these people and there's 25 plaintiffs, I have a funny feeling that was at a point where maybe in 300,000 and 500,000 per person. So that adds up pretty quickly. I mean, hey, at least he came out before last week's game in Jacksonville to Sean Watson and said he was sorry for any of the harm that he did. That's why he's going to play at least six games this year. Okay. Because until that time, he had shown no remorse whatsoever, Fred. Until he comes back, Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. He's played well whenever he's gotten the opportunity. He just hasn't got too many opportunities. Can Cleveland still compete uh, with Jacoby Brissett the first 11 games and Watson the last six? Well, you know, like I said today, you know, on, on Facebook, Galaxy Sports, so the way I look at their schedule, you know, he's going to come back week 13, da-da, against his old team, the Houston Texans. Don't you love the NFL? You think that's a, a coincidence? <laughs> but seriously, Fred, they'll have a chance to be 7-6, seven, 8-5, seven and six, eight and five, you know, somewhere in that range, because that's a damn good football team. And Jacoby Brissett has been around. He learned the offense. He's been with Brady before in New England. He, he is a, a, a really good top-notch backup quarterback. 
His job is to let that Cleveland defense do what they do, run the ball, make the right plays, don't make any mistakes. And I think that team, like I said, could be eight and five heading into their, you know, last few games. Is the NFL fooling anybody? No. Come on. I mean, honest to God, did you see the article in the, on MSN today with, uh, with Jimmy Haslam? They did not. Saying that, you know, he'd be the first one to admit that because he's a superstar quarterback, he got treated differently from anybody else that went through a situation like that. And that's what's wrong with this entire country, Fred. There's rules for those who are privileged, and there's rules for those who are rank and file. And until we have equality under the law for every American citizen, we're just pissing in the wind. I hate to say it. Does that mean everybody? Everybody. Or Even does it mean Donald every- J. Trump <laughs> and, and Hunter Biden and, and the corrupt Washington, both sides of the aisle there. I mean, hey, how about, how about Dick Cheney's daughter who raises $15 million and then puts up like a $6 million fight it has $9 million that she retires and walks off into the sunset with or possibly runs for president or uses to do whatever she can to piss on Donald Trump's parade. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. There's so much hatred in this world, Fred. I don't get it. Do you have time to hate people, honestly? All right, let's switch to uh, baseball for a moment. Uh, sorry, Lou Gehrig, you are not any longer the luckiest man on the face of the earth after Wednesday night save by Craig Kimbrell of the Dodgers, Kimbrell of the Dodgers. He didn't pitch well. Two guys got on base, but he did uh, get the save. Dave Roberts is now the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Your thoughts. He definitely, he definitely wandered through that, that Irish patch. Uh, (laughs) I got to agree with you there. You got a guy that's converted 84% of his saves, 21 out of 25. He's got a 4.46 ERA. And, you know, we complained about Ken Lee Jansen. I wish we had Ken Lee Jansen right now. <laughs> you know, and I mean, his whip is 1.56, which there are not closers that have whips like that. So, yeah, the Dodgers have everything going for them. I mean, other than the fact that they benched Bellinger now. Because I guess a 206 hitter, but then again, they're playing a 177 hitter in Max Muncy. He's actually been playing pretty well of late. But how about, you know, you get real hot for the end of July through August and you get your average up to 177. Is that a bit scary, friend? Well, yeah, and last year, Bellinger at 165, so he's actually 40 points better than that. Uh, and your point <laughs> about your point about Muncy, well taken. But let, let me state this. Uh, the Dodgers lose uh, on Wednesday, uh, on Thursday, five to three. Ta- folks were taping this Thursday around three twenty-four Pacific Daylight Time. Dodgers lose five three. Bellinger made another great catch in center field. So the point is, my opinion is, if he hits two twenty, he's saving more runs. You don't take him out. Is what I'm ba- against right-handed pitchers. I agree. I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, he plays center field like Devon White. And yeah, that's the last center fielder I've seen. I mean, the guy just goes from. From right center to left center, you know, he catches the ball. And you know what? He's going to hit 25 home runs when all is said and done. You know, probably not. Maybe he's not the guy that we knew in 2019. Maybe that shoulder was permanently damaged when he did the, you know, the big bang theory, you know, <laughs> with, with Seager. 
that was not a real good move. But then again, you know, most of these guys in Major League Baseball aren't exactly Phi Beta Kappa in a lot of ways. Hey, Fred, is Mike Trout kind of done with this back injury? I heard he was starting tomorrow, Friday. Well, I'm going to take a real good close look at him because, I mean, he's played about 140 games in the last two years. And the last time I checked, they play 162. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's lost a little bit of focus because Artie Moreno's Angels are just, like, really bad. Can you imagine having two of the best, really, I mean, generational players in baseball history on the same team and you can't even approach 500? That's uh, frightening. Uh, Artie, uh, you got to start doing something. Um when I started this, Art and I are very old. Art's 125. I'm almost that old. And uh, when we started, uh, when I started, they asked me, do you want to do play-by-play? And I said, no, because the truth is, I hate flying. And I knew that would meant, that would have meant uh, flying. So I never even thought about doing play-by-play. You've done a lot of play-by-play. So my comments would be on Notre Dame football and NBC. Um, <laughs> did you think that Jack uh, Collinsworth had a tough time? getting through the front door? Well, not in the nepotistic uh, view of broadcasting. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Buck with Hall of Famer Troy Aikman. I mean, if he doesn't say that, I'll give you a grand tonight, Fred. That's how he opens every one of his shows. And I loved his dad, you know, Joe Buck. Great guy. He's a good announcer. He's actually risen to the top of the field. But do you think that Harry Carey's kids or grandkids would have been what they were? I mean, you can go down the list year after year. Um, you know, Jack Collinsworth, I hope he does great. I pull for people. But Jason Garrett is your color analyst. I mean, that's like watching the flies climb the drapes, Fred. Seriously, the guy is a great guy. You know, I'll talk football with him, offensive football with him. But if he's going to be carrying the show as the color analyst, I'd rather go with, you know, with Doug Flutie or somebody like that. Notre Dame's going to make uh, like $70 million over a period of time uh, from their TV uh, telecast. Um, UCLA and SC decided to jump to the Big Ten. Of course, UCLA is a University of California school. USC is a private school, so it can do what it wants. Yesterday, Wednesday, the Regents met, and they said uh, UCLA uh, could not make that decision without the Regents saying yes. I don't know what's going to happen. I presume... Nothing's well, you know, I'll tell you one thing. What happened today is going to have a big bearing on that. When you sign an $8 billion contract, you have your games on all day long, coast to coast. If you're the Big Ten plus six, yeah. you're, giving, you're getting the $8 billion to $10 billion over seven years. Uh, and you, we know UCLA is in deep financial straits. So what I would tell Governor Grusom, very simply, is if you want to pay off our debts, and, and, you know, make us all whole, we'll think about what you're saying. Otherwise, why don't you worry about getting California and the homeless problem under control? Do your job. We'll try to do our job. Well, I, I, I got to disagree with you. I think the regents should tell UCLA, you got to pay us a percentage of what you're going to make in the Big Ten because you didn't give us a time or to work things out. Did Larry Scott send, did Larry Scott send California checks every month? 
No, I'm just saying, I thought he was the worst commissioner in the history of the world. But the, the point being, I do think that- That's the real blame behind all this, Fred. If you yes. really want to break it down and do the Kamala Harris, you know, what's the etymology of all this? Here's the reason why football has NIL, why football has the transfer portal, and why the situation that's arising with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 has happened. Because of his lack of understanding and fighting with direct TV. Of all people, Fred, and you know that as well as I know that. Larry Scott told DirecTV it wanted to be on the basic channel. The Big Ten is not on the basic channel. The SEC is not on the basic channel. And the ACC is not on the basic channel. Larry Scott thought he was bigger than he really was. DirecTV, and you know, I've had DirecTV for 28 years, and I've had more since uh, AT&T took over, I've had many a fight with DirecTV. But in this one case, they are, are correct. You can't give one conference priority over the other. But Larry Scott thought he was bigger than he really is. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, I'm going to give Mark Emmer 20% of the, the fault on this as well. The outgoing NCAA guy. But I mean, the bottom, the bottom line is this, Fred. College football will never be the same. They need to come up with a commissioner for for the big conferences, someone who, you know, and I got to be honest with you, if Roger Goodell ever retires, I would hire Kevin Warren in the New York Minute. And this yeah, guy I think has he's, shown me uh, yeah. so much class, so much, I mean, the guy has business acumen, he speaks well. I mean, the guy's awesome, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? No, I think he's done mostly right things, and uh, for his conference, uh, Kevin Warren is you know no, there's no negatives as far as that concerned. However, let's go back 42 years when you were, uh, or 43 years, 44 years when you were kicking for USC. Uh, you had a you had a very tough job, didn't you, to get extra money? Well, yeah, I had to turn off the lights at Dado Field that were automatic. There, okay, so no, so and, that's and not also- folks, that's not a joke. Folks, that's not a joke. That's not a joke. No one really was. I mean, that that was important. And, you know, at every road game, we'd get our envelope. And my favorite story is, you know, my number was 13, and Charles White, the Heisman Trophy winner, his number was number 12. Well, we went to Purdue my sophomore year, and, uh, you know, we're coming down the plane in our, you know, our Cardinal Blazers, and the guy gave me the, the, uh, the envelope, and I got back to the hotel room, and I said, wow, I must have done something really good. Because instead of like fifteen hundred bucks, there was ten thousand in there. <laughs> so the Charles. phone of the old hotel room started ringing off the hook. Artie, you got my money? I said no, Charles, you got my money. <laughs> I hit him with a three hundred dollar oh. handling fee, though, Fred. I don't blame you. I believe uh, sports business, sports media across America and around the world. We're taping this at uh, three thirty uh, Pacific Daylight Time, six thirty where Artie is. Pennsylvania on Thursday, uh, late afternoon for me and uh, early evening for Art. Um, so what, what I'm basically saying was college sports certainly wasn't on the up and up then, but now it's become a situation where Fred, who <laughs> reads a lot, has not opened his Athlon College football annual because he's so angry at what the NIL has done and what the transfer portal has done. You mentioned it a few minutes ago. And again, that's on Emmert, that's on Larry Scott, that's on the NCAA in total. They didn't want to spend any of the NCAA's money, go out and make your own. Well, you can't do that. There's going to be a gambling uh, uh, 
problem. You know that uh, very, very quickly when a left tackle is making 50,000 a year and the quarterback's making 3 million a year or 2 million a year, you know, somebody's going to come to the tackle and say, miss a couple blocks and I'll give you a couple hundred thousand. You know, that's going to come to be that's on the NCAA. What can we do to change? You can't, can we, you can't put the stuff back in the bottle. So what is the answer? Are we stuck well, for this like forever? I said, you, we, you hit it, Fred. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, but what you can do is put some restrictions in there. Okay. Say nobody makes more than 250,000. All right. And, and nobody makes less than 50. But to do that, Fred, you're going to need some well-heeled alumni. You're going to need to have some oversight committees. And you're going to also need to rein college football head coaches in. Okay. Because they're, they're the same guys that speak with forked tongues. They tell one guy, I need you. You're going to be our star. While they tell the guy coming in, oh, don't worry about that guy I'm recruiting. He'll be your backup. You know, it's a different story for each different guy. And this has gone on, you know, since, since the 50s. So, I mean, you know, you, these guys should never be making 10, 11, 12 million dollars a year. First of all, when the governor of the state and the, you know, the, the trustee uh, of the university might be making 700 grand or 400 grand. I mean, come on. Doesn't that, doesn't that prove that they're completely like, you know, completely out of touch with reality. Okay. Finally today, tonight on, uh, I believe sports business, sports media also heard on pod clips. Uh, would, you, would you have paid LeBron James 97 million over the next two years? I want to show them the door, Fred. The GM slash power forward, uh, his best years are far behind him. And the same goes for the other two guys, who I think were great players as well, Westbrook and Davis. But, I mean, that's, a, that's ridiculous. It's, to me, it is, it is so – and I guess for the first time in history, the L.A. Times uh, main, main writer, and I agree on that, Bill Plasky, he tore them apart in the – this morning in the LA Times, and I actually kind of agreed with him. I don't see what the point is there. You know, mediocrity is the word of the day for the Lakers, I guess. Now, you've been known to bet a shekel or two. I set the over-under on how many games Anthony Davis and LeBron miss next year at 59. Over or under? So an 82-game season, they're going to play 23 games or less is what you're saying? No, the, together they're going to miss 59 or more. Oh, that's that's I'll take that bet all day long. Between you think the they'll miss? Yeah, they'll miss, they'll miss 25 games each at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but this is fit. So you're bet under because 25 and 25 is 50. I'm saying 59. But I still, I still think you're right, Fred. Um, you know, I work ethic, work ethic with the modern day professional athletes. You know, what do they call that that new term in sports where they Entitlement. shut down and yeah, some family some family waited all year to spend their five hundred dollars to go see a great basketball player and they shut him down because they didn't want too much wear and tear on him or whatever they call that. Yeah. I don't know. We were talking about Lou Gehrig earlier. It didn't seem like he missed many games, did he? Final comment tonight on uh, believe sports business sports media art source. Hey, Watch the big Monday night football game tonight, friends. ESPN's dynamic duo of Troy Aikman and Joe Buck live from Seattle as the Bears come in to the Emerald City. 
What? A, I mean, boy, did they get a nice game. Between those two teams, the over and under, I think, might be 11 in terms of wins this year. I might not watch it because Drew Locke's got COVID. Oh, that's another point. I mean, <laughs> really, and, and if Geno Smith is the answer to the Seattle Seahawks' troubles, then I really do think Pete, Pete Carroll is passing out the Kool-Aid. This is, this is Pete Carroll's last season, I believe, in Seattle. For Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. Stay tuned well, until we meet again right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Bye, everybody. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.